Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. Now, <clears throat> some might think, well, that's not very long. Well, but it's consistent. It gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to maintain a more positive and spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. But it also helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? They need to start thinking about their souls, about their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But help them make that change in their life, that change of direction and focus, and ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So share with everybody you can, your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, everybody you can. Make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to continue our line of thinking and study we have begun this particular series by asking a question. Do you need a second touch of Jesus? Do you? Or do you know some people in your life who need a second touch of Jesus? Now, some people might wonder, what in the world are you talking about a second touch of Jesus? Well, remember that Jesus gave the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, what an invitation. God sent his son to this earth to communicate that invitation to all mankind. God sent his son to the cross on this, while on this earth to pay the price for the guilt of the sins of all mankind for all time. John 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God offered his son as the ultimate, perfect, one-time-for-all-time sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. And Jesus extended that invitation faithfully to God and openly to us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Have you come to Jesus? Do you know people who have come to Jesus? and then gradually drifted away from their Lord? People who need a second touch of Jesus? In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, the Hebrews writer wrote this, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. I used to do a lot of fishing many years ago. But I usually fished off a bank, maybe just a farm pond or some other kind of small lake. 
There were occasions, however, when I would actually be blessed with the opportunity to be with somebody who had a boat. And so we would launch out into a lake or maybe a river and we would fish. You know, I learned very quickly that if you're in a boat, you need to drop an anchor wherever it is you want to fish. Because if you do not, the current will absolutely drift you away from the spot where you're trying to catch the fish. And it will do it so gradually many times that you won't even realize that you're drifting away. But after a few minutes you look and you thought, whoa, 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 what am I doing over here? You might be 20 or 30 yards down the shoreline from where you started and where you were maybe catching fish. What happened? Well, you didn't drop an anchor and you drifted slowly downstream with the current. Interesting, isn't it? But that is the reality of the matter. Well, spiritually speaking, the same thing can happen to us if we don't drop that anchor, if we do not stay true to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to remain in his teachings on a faithful and continual basis. We need to make sure that we stay true to our Lord. Again, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so we need to stay in God's word to stay strong in his teachings. We need to be in God's word to have God's word in us. We do. Absolutely so. We look in Hebrews chapter 6, and we begin reading with uh, verse 17. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. God has given us the anchor we need in our spiritual lives. It is the hope, and not just a wild wish or a dream, but the expectation of eternal life with him in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As we live the Christian life before him faithfully in this world. But now, remember that second chapter of Hebrews in verse 1. We need to always give the more earnest heed that that anchor is steadfast and sure. Otherwise, we are in danger of drifting away. Drifting away. Hmm. Remember that there is no way to God except through Jesus. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15, See then that you walk circumspectly, 
not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The devil is always out there trying to throw roadblocks or trying to trip us up in our Christian walk, trying to get us off track, trying to lead us off the path and away from faithfulness to God and Jesus. He's active, continually so. The Apostle Peter described him as being like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. We're the ones he wants to devour, the ones he wants to destroy spiritually, to lead into, into eternal condemnation in hell. Well, we need to beware. We need to keep that anchor of the soul in place, holding us firmly in our faith, lest we drift away. If we become careless, we can drift away. We need to walk circumspectly. I really like language. I like words. They have meaning. They convey particular instructions, ideas, thoughts. And that word circumspectly, oh, it's a rich word. See that you walk circumspectly. It's the idea not just of carefulness, but of extra carefulness, super carefulness, thinking ahead, analyzing before you take that next step or take that next action, what it might lead to, and then what that might lead to after that, and then that after that. Walk circumspectly, redeeming the time. And to not work, walk circumspectly, Paul implies there, is to be foolish, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. The days are evil. Again, the devil is out there to get us in any way that he can. When Paul wrote the Colossians letter in Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, he said basically the same thing. He just put it in more detail and in different words. Notice, beginning with verse 21, you who once were alien, alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. You see, everybody who is living in sin is alienated from God because sin separates us from God. Isaiah wrote that. Now he's writing this to Christians and he reminds them, once you were alienated, you were enemies in your mind by wicked works, because of their sinfulness. And you, or rather, in the body of his flesh through death to, pre to, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. God sent his son to be that perfect sacrifice that through him we can be counted righteous before God. God can count us so. And then verse 23, if, oh, big word if, it's a conditional word. If indeed you continue in the faith, in the faith, in the gospel of Christ, in the teachings of Christianity, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Oh, God does not want us to drift away. He wants us to stand firm. He wants us to keep that anchor of the soul in place and thereby 
He will be with us to help us resist the devil in all of the ways that he tries to pull us away from God. We'll continue along this line next time. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son with that gospel message of forgiveness and salvation. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come to you through that message, through your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness, for redemption, for salvation, for eternal life. Help us, Father, to stand firm, to not drift away, to be dedicated and committed consistently to walk with you by your teachings. Help us, Father, resist the devil. Help us resist him so that he will flee from us. Help us to resist him by drawing near to you. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Forgive us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.